This is yet another introduction to the show known as PTBP. The good numbers follow 694.2. I'm Wolf the Dog, the Dog Father, the Dog Mother, the Dog Puppy. Many more nicknames follow. I'm glad you can be here with us today, whatever today is, whenever today is. And speaking of today, this week's Howlin' with Wolf is from Dean in the UK. Dean writes, Hello, Mr. Wolf. What's the time, Mr. Wolf? It's time for more sickly sweet dumps to dive in. Anyway, enough about my weekend. I just wanted to give a big shout out to the fine fellas from Contention doing their absolute best to keep us safe and sane. You, yes you too, Mr. Wolf, have brought such joy, delight, and revulsion into my life. And I couldn't be happier. Just a shout out to my wife, Ellen, for trusting in me and listening to the show. Two avid listeners from the UK. Much love, y'all. Signed, Dean, a fool. (laughs) Well, hello, Dean, if that is your real name. I'm glad you forced our show upon your spouse, Ellen, if that is her real name. And do us all a favor and uh, keep converting more and more people to be disciples of the wolf, the dog. If you want to write up something for your dog mother to howl, please submit your memorandum as a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And I'll read it here on 694.2 PTBP, Ocean City, New Jersey's sloppiest and creamiest radio station. Would you like that, dear listener? Either way, I got some news for you. It's, a, it's, it's time for the news. In the early morning of March 22nd, Daniel M. White, an active Delta Green agent and the former partner of Arvon Chilton, received a phone call at 4.55 a.m. from an unknown number. Neighbors in his apartment complex reported they heard shouting, then weeping, and finally watched as Arvon Chilton chased Daniel White from the building. White was found by a jogger three hours later on a trail behind the apartments. He had been stabbed 25 times and his eyes had been meticulously cut out. Neither of his eyes had been located. The McCarthy case and the White case were soon connected. Arvon Chilton is still at large and he is still dangerous. I've got to make a quick correction here as I drop this next track. Last time, I said Brian Bolger, bowl like a bowl of slop, and grr like an upset dog. But I have since realized his name is Brian Bolger. Bowl like load one up and jur like the prefix to cough. So go ahead. Load a bowl and jerk off. It's Brian Bolger with bad in a good way. Feels like I'm on the last bend of the deep end, but the drowning's been just fine. And when my ears pop and the shell shock of this pit stop frees my mind. I'll be alright, I can go there now that I stare death in the face I'll be alright, I can go there now that I've stared death in the 
Alexander Duchesne looks at Agent Sparrow. He is 79 years of age. He is clothed in old, often mended clothing and a pork pie hat. And he has a long, winding scar up the right half of his face. It's clear that he drinks due to the large nose with burst capillaries just filling this big, almost like pulsating thing on the on the tip of his nose. And he moves slowly, seemingly with great pain as he kind of like pops his head around the side and is like, <coughs> Arvin said that it would be fitting. And as he says that, a massive thunderclap hits and rain starts begin pouring down outside and you can see it drizzling through the window. Uh, can I do an intelligence check about what As You Like It's about? Sure. Yeah. I hope you pass. Before he does, well... <laughs> I pass with an 84 on an 85. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Shit. Amazing. Before anybody clarifies what it is, Agent... Um, Sparrow. Sparrow Agnew. <laughs> Agent Sparrow wants to ask, and have have you read it? Did you find it to be fitting? <laughs> I haven't had time. I just, uh, I just, uh, I haven't had, I haven't had any time. Do you know what he found fit? Did, did he clarify? Why do you think he found it fitting? I don't know. I, people who are into that kind of thing, you know, they're nerds. And I'm not really um, a, much of a reader. Elwood kind of perks up at the idea of nerd nerdum. <laughs> I, I I I am. I've uh, I've read it. I've read them all. All all of Shakespeare. So what's it about? Well, it's it's uh, it, <clears throat> it boils down to a bunch of people pretending to be other people. Yeah. That does sound fitting. <laughs> <laughs> people pretending to be people. It's uh, that's the gist of it. Yeah, that's uh, that's. That's how it, how it works. Agent Sparrow, your phone starts ringing. Bring, 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 bring. It is the Ocean Hello? City Police Department. Uh, yeah, hey, uh, Agent Sparrow, Detective Quinlan is actually back from lunch, and uh, she's interested in talking to you guys. She's the Newark police on the case. All right, please tell her we'll be there soon. Thank you. Um, do you, uh, do you have any other questions? For an old man before you go out? Really, I, I, I must insist. Arvin is innocent. How long did Arvin live here with you? Five years. Did he have a key to your apartment? Yes. Yes. Maybe we should look around to see if he hid anything in here. If he hid anything in here? And he looks around at the place and he's like, No, I, I don't think Arvin would have hidden anything in my apartment. It's always a possibility, so if you don't mind, my associates are going to start looking around. Um. While they do that, would you tell me the significance of these baseballs? Oh, uh, yes, I'm a, a big fan. Who's your favorite team? Yankees. Where do they play? The New York? The new one. That's right. <clears throat> Did you play baseball as a child? Who didn't? <laughs> Did you? Yes. Alright, were you good? <sighs> Hey, you look at this like five foot seven, two hundred and ten pound man, and he's just like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit of a ball magnet, crowd the plate, and hope they hit me because I wasn't much of a contact hitter. 
I don't know much about sports. I find that they take away from valuable funds that could be applied to youth academics. He rolls his eyes at Elwood. <laughs> I think Elwood would kind of agree with the, star, I know, yeah. the sparrow on this. <laughs> He's like wanting some sort of, you know, camaraderie there. Not getting it. Not, He's not like, oh, it. okay, well, you, you guys should go on out and, um, you know, take take your call, talk to whoever you want to. But keep in mind, you should be looking for someone who is not Jilton. There's a there's been a change in the voice. Do we clock that or is that Zach? He he Roll was human. Okay. That's a one hundred. Oh. <laughs> yeah. There's clearly something wrong. <laughs> there's clearly something wrong with this old man. <laughs> You're like convinced now. With, with a crit fail, could I ask him? Uh, do you have something in your throat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been allergies. Spring allergies. They come in. It makes me talk weird. I know. I'm sorry. It, it is it's March unsettling. 25th. That's seasonally appropriate. <laughs> but no, this is what I always sound like in spring. <laughs> I, I can hear glimpses of your the voice we heard you with before peek through. It sounds like it's kind of yeah, come over you. It's up here. It's it's still here. This is when I'm like really trying to hold back a cough. And then down here is more so when I, I feel more comfortable. But most of the time I'm holding in a cough. If I accidentally cough, I might have an accident if I'm being honest. And... Uh, I just don't like wearing them. The diapers. <laughs> Are you saying you suffer from incontinence, sir? Yeah. The bandages smell. Yeah. Do we see bandages on him? No. He's well covered up, though. He uh, He's wearing, like, a, a long-sleeved shirt and pants. And if I did, like, a medicine roll, do you think I could determine maybe what caused his scar? Yeah, go ahead and roll medicine. 36 on a 60. Okay, uh, yeah, it seems to have come from, you think, maybe some piece of metal. How'd you get that scar, Mr. Duchesne? How did I get these this scar? <laughs> a horse. A horse? I fell off a horse. Of course. Onto? I fell, and as I was falling, I got, I got kind of, you know that... <clears throat> that horse kind of BDSM stuff that they wear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's called tack. Tack, yeah. Yeah, uh, there is a slice of metal, uh, you know, kind of shanked off the side, and it just got me as I fell off. Can I human that? Yeah. One. Oh, yeah, this is a lie. Why are you lying to me, Mr. Duchesne? His face gets super serious. As you look into his eyes, he looks past you. Who are you? Who are you? Why are you in my house? Kevin gets scared. Special Agent Clarissa Sparrow. <sighs> and he's like kind of shuddering and, and hiding from you a little bit. And he's like, get out! Get out of my house! Get out! You invited us in, Mr. Duchesne. Okay, I'm just not comfortable right now. Please leave. Please leave. Now he meant that. Yeah. 20. Pass. He's fucking with you. You can drop the act, Mr. Duchesne. What, what, what act? This act. Something about my line of questioning. 
He's made you uncomfortable. And then you lied to her about the scar. And I kind of make eyes at Kevin. He starts weeping. Kevin puts his hand on Duchesne's shoulder. Not like to hurt him, but like it is very... Shoulders, like it's covering... (laughs) His his hand's kind of like around the back of his neck and on his shoulders. (laughs) My memory is just so good. Stop crying. It is Mr. Just, Duchesne. Stop. My memory is just so shy. Stop I, crying. I just want to tell you that I don't know. I don't know. Not to just keep... Can I hint at that? Yeah. 12. He is telling the truth. He does not remember how he got this scar. Mr. Duchesne, you have some problems with your memory? <laughs> an olive she sees that he's like got his eyes clenched with tears and she kind of like motions to pop one in her mouth and just throws it behind her back nice <laughs> <laughs> alright I accept your hospitality Mr. Duchesne thank you very much for that have a good day thank you for your spread have a good day and you guys head back to the Ocean City Police Department can I ask real fast, when when he passed his medicine, could he maybe have gotten like a timeline on how old the scar is? Yeah, that's a good Ooh, question. Ooh, that is a good question. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Probably that scar happened when he was still growing. Okay, cool. So definitely childhood or early childhood. Okay. All right, yeah. I think we're... So back at the PD. Going back police to the PD. Department. Yeah, we got to meet the Newark Police Department. Well, she was detective, right? Detective Mara Quinlan. And she's PD, not FBI. She is PD, yeah. And when you guys arrive, the woman at the front desk points you off to a separate hallway where Quinlan is set up in a smaller room than the FBI. The FBI guy was set up in this big <laughs> conference room with an entire conference table, and he's sitting at it by himself. And uh, Mara Quinlan is in a closet. This is not her department, her police department. No, she's from Newark, but she's been brought in because part of the case took place in her jurisdiction. So there's some, some cross lines. When you open up this small closet, you see an immaculately dressed police officer. Her hair is done very, very neatly. Uh, Her makeup is done very neatly. Her nails are done very neatly. She's just a very well put together person and professionally addresses you when you enter the room. She says, hello, Mara Quinlan, detective, Newark PD. Nice to meet uh, the FBI on this case. Before they can say anything or like extend a mayonnaise hand, Sparrow's very quickly like, Pleasure to meet you, Detective Quinlan. Pleasure's all my agent, agent Clarissa Sparrow. These are my associates. Sparrow. Agent Boyd. And Hi, Kevin. Agent Kevin. Elwood just nods. Okay, uh, I learned that you guys already spoke to Garza. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, the stinky fat guy. <coughs> That's her. <laughs> she like she laughs. She elbows. <laughs> what? Clarissa elbows you hard. She laughs and she's like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, he's a, he's a, he seems like a nice guy. I don't think he's on the right path uh, with this case, by the way. Like, his whole idea that it's a kidnapping thing, I'm not for that. I think that this is a crime of passion, clearly committed by Chilton. Eileen McCarty is the body who died in her own home. Her husband is the body that died in his own home. We don't really have much of a, a butting of heads <laughs> uh, between me and... She rolls her eyes real big and says... 
Uncle Jimmy. You know, it, it, it'll be fine. He's he's a good guy. I I think that uh, he's got a good head on his shoulders. I just disagree with him. How does the gas station attendant figure into your crime of passion idea? These are not murders committed by a person who has all of their faculties about them. You've seen the crime scene photos. I mean, the medical examiner even said, quote, and she uh, reaches through some papers and grabs one and, and pulls up, I'll be damned if I know what's going on. There's just, there's anomalies all over the place in this case. It's, it's wild. In my experience, all anomalies and mysteries can be solved with rational, sensible answers. Or it's ma- it could be magic. I slap you. (laughs) (laughs) He just kind of like... If you speak out of turn one more time on my task force... Or you'll do what? She looks at Elwood with her eyes like contain him. And then Elwood just puts a hand on... like has to reach really high up (laughs) to put a hand on uh, Kevin's shoulder. And he just does a light double squeeze. Squeeze, squeeze. (gasps) Mara Quinlan has had her back turned this entire time. When she saw the awkwardness happening, she immediately turned around and started fiddling with files on this desk. I mean, (laughs) it seems like magic, though, right? I mean, three witnesses the day after her time of death. I I fully believe that that body is Eileen McCartney, but, you know, three witnesses the day after time of death is, is strange for sure. Do you have any information about those witnesses? All I have is that there's three witnesses the day after a time of death, and the medical examiner also said it looks like the eyes were cut out with great care, which is odd. Three witnesses the day after the death? Yes. So this is in addition to the witnesses who saw her on the day of the gas station crimes. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. They saw her in New York. The day after they saw her in New York? The day after her death, they saw her in New York. And then the next day was that... At the gas station. Yeah, she was seen at the gas station where that murder, that horrible, horrible murder took place. What do you think about that footage? She shudders. One of her hands begins to, like, grip the desk, and her knuckles turn white. I don't know. Well, if it, if it helps at all, in my role as a profiler, criminal psychologist, you learn a lot about how regular people act, too. Sometimes they just shut down with the fear, and they can't... They can't think of doing the right thing. Oh, yeah. She's just nodding her head and eating it up. Yeah. 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 Of course. That's why we do the job we do. I like to think that I would have done something, but I, I understand wanting to not get involved. You signed up to do something. Exactly. That's that's what your service to this community is. And my service is kind of at an end for you guys here. I've given you everything I have. If you have any questions for me, sure, but I do have these super high-res crime scene photos. I know you, you probably saw oh, Uncle Jimmy. All uh, of our copies of those are well, disgusting. Yeah, yeah, so I, I've, I've got some on, on a thumb drive here if you want them. Thank you very much. I take the thumb drive. Yeah. And maybe even after he handled Kevin dropping the magic like line, right. she like takes it, looks over at Elwood, and then tosses it to him. Uh, Elwood catches it out of the air. It sticks to his hand. <laughs> <laughs> she instantly, she's like, no, now they're just covered in mayonnaise in another way. Holler <laughs> <laughs> if you need anything. Here's my card. All right. Thank you for your cooperation, detective. We'll be in touch. Have a great day, guys. And Bye. You, you as well. Hey, have you guys eaten since you've been out here? Yeah, we had some I charcuterie. Had I had a bunch of olives. Oh, what made me spit it out? Oh, I 
<laughs> well, you know, you just keep. You have a good day now. Okay, yeah, I regret asking. <laughs> they didn't taste good. Okay. Why do you care? It's just I had really good lunch, so I was going to suggest the place. What did you have? Where did you go? Uh, Ocean City Cafe. It's really good. It's just literally like around the corner from here. Pretty good. So if you need a bite to eat, is it by the dripping scoop? Yeah, it's literally two doors down from the dripping scoop. Okay. I assume that was ice cream. I want ice cream. Oh, no, that's not ice cream. <laughs> hey, Zach, what is it? <laughs> where, uh, where, where, where should we go, Almighty Sparrow? You guys all say as you're looking out, uh, kind of standing at the double doors of this police station, looking out at the torrential downpour of rain now coming down here in Ocean City, New Jersey. I get an umbrella out and hold it above Elwood. <laughs> <laughs> There's no acknowledgement from Elwood. It's just expected. Yeah. <laughs> what was the name of the restaurant you told us to go to? Ocean City Cafe. A real place in Ocean City, New Jersey. That is like Caddy Corner from the police station. I only I only had olives, I will remind you, and uh, I could use something else. I threw up my food and spit it out. I didn't eat any of his food, but I pretended to eat an olive. Which I just feel rotten about. <laughs> let's go where the lady told us to go. Yeah, let's stop by the Ocean City Cafe. Oh, that looks good. Right? Yeah, so I pulled up a picture of the Ocean City Cafe from Google Street View. It's like an old house. It does. It looks like an old house, like an old three-story house, and there's a nice uh, green awning on the outside that says Ocean City Cafe, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and there's some nice uh, patio tables, like four, four or five tables outside with umbrellas. No one's sitting outside because it's fucking coming down cats and dogs. And you guys rush in out of the rain into the Ocean City Cafe, which is a bustling little uh, little cafe here at about 1.30, 2 o'clock p.m. Hey, uh, my name's Leah. I'll, uh, nope. Hello, my name's Leah. I'll be out in just a moment to help you. You can find anywhere to sit that you would like. What happened with your voice just there? <laughs> I decided to change it. Oh, are you like an, an actor? No, uh, it's just I, I study journalism at the university, and so I was just, uh, it's just sometimes I like to put myself into other people's shoes for just a moment, maybe, but uh, uh, her name tag says Leah Malloy. She's 20, uh, female, curly brown hair, and long limbs. Shout out to Crane Song yeah, yeah. from Washington, D.C., another uh, $10 or up patron on patreon.com slash pretending pod and crane song is actually one of our $50 a month first church of contention youth group members <laughs> and so uh i she is uh she's played in a couple of games that i've run now a couple delta green games uh that i homebrewed and uh, an excellent player so thank you crane song for leah malloy who will sit you guys down okay hunts what'll it be coffee water black coffee a water, toast, no butter. Toast, no butter. Uh, Elwood's going to order for Kevin. We'll take uh, two chocolate milks. Uh-huh. Put some ice in those. I want big one. We like it when it waters down. She shudders. <laughs> it's fucked up. Uh, Kevin's looking at a menu in front of him, and I want the munchie platter and the Jersey burger. <laughs> Oh, you already know what you want to eat. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, the munchie platter has chicken tenders, onion rings, french fries, mozzarella sticks, and buffalo wings. Wow. Yeah. Make that make that too. I don't need the burger. I'll just take the, the, the platter. Okay. Platter and the munchie. And did you want anything to eat, hon? 
Yes, butter, no toast. That's right. So sorry. Uh, and she uh, started writing it down. <laughs> she started writing the notes after she took the toast, no butter order. So she does write down butter, no toast, and then walks away and then immediately turns on her heels and is like, butter, no toast. Toast, no. What? Oh, yeah. And uh, as an embarrassed server might do, turns and uh, wanting that good tip later is just like, no, 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 my bad. And goes to the back. <laughs> You're so fucked there because you can bring out both things separately, but you still brought out one thing you were not supposed to bring. <laughs> She's just in the back staring at the sheet where she wrote down butter, no toast, and is just like, Did I mean to do this? (laughs) But you know, uh, she is a lover of facts, and therefore she comes back to the table a few minutes later with a coffee and two chocolate milks filled to the brim with ice cubes. Now, I just wanted to do one more check on that butter, no toast. Was that butter, no toast, or toast, no butter? What do you think? That's a that's a very good that's a very good point, ma'am. Sorry to bother you. And she walks back. Still not a behind the counter. Yeah, yeah that's so yeah, unhelpful. She's definitely bringing you butter. <laughs> any uh, any conversation happening over the uh, coffee and chocolate milks? I think at least now, Agent Sparrow is like really deep in these crime scene photos. Oh wait, we get we didn't get copies of those. We got the well. We didn't talk about. Do, can I have a computer? Yeah, that, fuck yeah, yeah, you can have a I'm computer. That stuff up it's 2016, on. baby. I'm pulling it up. I plugged in the uh, the stick, and we're looking at the high res images. Roll luck for me, real quick. 50, 50 shots. 47. You plug it in correctly the first time. <laughs> yeah. That USB slides right on in there. Agent Sparrow, like, her eyebrow raises that. He's like, you really can get in and out of places. Perhaps. Actually, as you guys, it says here, you have to roll sanity again because these are high res crime scene photos. And so oh, it says. And they aren't obscured by mayonnaise stands. That's right. So, quote, there is nothing to be seen here except sand loss. Oh shit! We <laughs> fell into your trap. Yeah. <laughs> not when you not when you roll sick twelves. Oh, nice. I passed thirty two. I fail. Okay, so uh, you are going to lose three sanity. Oh boy. Elwood Boyd loses three sanity. Are you okay, boss? He's probably shaking a little bit, and is he's now turned the computer screen away from himself so that you guys can see it. But he doesn't want it in his field of view at all. Agent Sparrow kind of like takes it from him and starts sort of. Very familiarly flipping through this file-like system. She's been given reports like this before. And totally. she's just like tabbing through and she's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And no eyes. No eyes. Carefully removed. Very carefully. So do you think the book is a clue? Duchesne seems to think that Avery... I want the listener to know that every single time Joe goes into mm-hmm. character, he holds his <laughs> wrists limp and then one over the other. We'll post a picture of yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> he goes a little Igor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm... I'm, I'm yeah, that's the sort of the picture of my brain. It's Igor, the the the, the creature, <laughs> which is actually what you just lost sanity to was some Igor. <laughs> I like that one because that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's both electronic, yeah, <laughs> and the thing we just said, and all the blood. You're right. Um, that's why it was a joke, Joe. <laughs> Sometimes you would just let it sit with the gore. Right. But you worked in that E. E. The E was important. It's 
Could I give you a forensics or medicine or even alertness or search roll on these pictures to, to determine what? Just to see if I can glean anything more from them. Yeah, go ahead and uh, give me uh, forensics. What about a medicine? Oh, okay. <laughs> Whichever. It'll get you something different, I suppose. Okay, 46 on a 60 medicine. Okay, so with a 46 on a 60 medicine, you're really diving in. And I will say, even though the great Dennis Detwiller wrote, there's nothing to be seen here except sand loss, especially because you passed that sanity check. Oh, yeah, you did just say that. You can dive in. Yeah, I did. But you dive in and you can very clearly pull up a picture of Eileen. Eileen? And it's it's definitely Eileen. Like you can match it up enough to where like the corpse. Yeah, Eileen anyone is. who thinks that this is not Eileen is really grasping at straws to make a case that they. Well, now make. I think I know what's going on as Thomas, but Agent Sparrow doesn't. Agent Sparrow definitely would because no, she doesn't know the scenario is called control copy. <laughs> <laughs> Or that this podcast is called pretending to be people and like that's part. Yeah. You're right. She doesn't know those things. She does. She does like take a note of the fact that this is certainly Eileen's corpse. Unless she has a twin with both her eyes. These witnesses were sorely mistaken. What about a map magic that makes you look like, like her? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Hey, now I know you've been on a couple nights at the opera before. Mm-hmm. With Elwood. Yeah, yeah. Y'all are just friendlies right now, right? Is that what they call We're you? We're friends with each other uh, for a long time. <laughs> right, right. Elwood, do you... You're friendlies? Uh, no, we're we're full fledged these days. We've we've done a couple of these now. All right. Well, that concerns me because this one doesn't seem to know you can't be talking to civilians. Well, you know, it's a police officer, but you can't be talking to the uninitiated about the supernatural and the otherworldly. You're right, bud. That is probably magic, but we can't be saying that to to detectives from Newark. Do you know what I mean? Uh uh huh. Can you guys roll alertness for me? Can I? I'm gonna roll intelligence to see if I know what he means. <laughs> okay, I passed alertness and I passed my intelligence check. Leah Malloy failed her stealth roll, and she is trying to eavesdrop. I got. I also passed my alertness. I did too. So you guys were able to have this conversation covertly, as you notice she is literally yeah. like trying to bust the tables closest to you as she kind of gets a hint that you're talking secrets yeah so sparrow uh, agent sparrow tilts the laptop like kind of away from her from a view nice like in towards the booth and she says let me go grab your food and she comes back with both things that kevin ordered one of which also goes to Elwood Boy. Right. And then uh, she sets down a plate very, very awkwardly. She slowly sits down a plate of butter. Agent Sparrow is already just like looking back in her notes and you can tell she's really deep and lot like she got she's on a trail and she just kinda absent mindedly like spoons <laughs> a gob of butter into her mouth. And like you, it looks she makes an unpleasant face, but doesn't you know, spit it out or, or really clock that that's what she's just done. The other two, you see Leah Malloy is like, Oh, nailed it. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. And then she says, um, did you guys hear about the, the new vandalism? 
in town. What? Yeah, it's it's this weird like pentagramish kind of thing. It's this dark brown paint that someone's using to to make these tags. It looks like a. It's so scary. Are you? Can you guys handle this? It's super scary. Dark brown. Yeah. Yeah. They're. Agent Sparrow's like stomach sinks. Kevin is like intently listening, but he hands her his two empty plates. <laughs> uh, and she kind of like holds him on her forearm like a server might as she's like, yeah, this thing, it's kind of pentagramish, but it looks like a bearskin rug. You know what I mean? Like the head, then the paws, then the feet, you know, that would make kind of a star pattern like a pentagram, but it's not a bear. It's like a person. It's like the picture of a, it's like a person who's like splayed out. It's like a person skin rug. Yeah, but that's it's just that it's art all over town. It's crazy looking in dark brown paint. Yeah, is it like the Retrovian man? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, but but skinned, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like skinned and pinned by the stiff paint. Oh, actually, I so that jogged something in Agent Sparrow's mind. And she's like, I'm hungrier than I thought. And she points to the menu. She says, I will take the skinned and pinned. <laughs> <laughs> you said, is it, is, have you seen that, that symbol that's been other, there many places? I hear like everything that goes on in Ocean City. Cause uh, I don't know if you could tell earlier. I think you could tell. I was trying to listen to you guys too. <laughs> but I, I just, I, I love it. Trying to get the scoop. Trying to get the scoop, you know. I uh, I dropped out, but I'm gonna get that big break, and I'm gonna write the story that puts my name on the map. Do you know? Well, Miss Malloy, if you want to make a difference in this world, I suggest getting your law degree and going into some kind of criminal enforcement. That's the only way I really see to make a difference. But because that's what we did do, it's our job to scoop around, figure that out. That's not that's not yours. Yeah. So. And do you have any pie? Yeah. Why don't you butt out and get us some pie? <laughs> And one spend and pinned, extra crispy. Completely <laughs> turned off by this uh, situation. She's not going to try to make any more chit-chat with you guys. She's just going to bring you the food and the pie. And then you can head out. Uh, as you guys are finishing up the pie. Mmm, blueberry. Miss <laughs> <laughs> uh, Malloy, do you know the location of any of those recent graffitis? Yeah, there's one literally right around the corner. It's on the Ocean City Cafe. Thank you very much. Agent Sparrow leaves a not great, but sensible and not insulting tip. <laughs> what is that? What percentage is that? It's probably like 17. As he's scooting out of the booth, Elwood uh, grabs uh, a fork near him and he finishes off whatever is left of the pat of butter. <laughs> <laughs> Do I see that? Sure. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> Yeah, Elwood, uh, for the rest of the game, is going to have like grease marks around his mouth <laughs> from doubling oh down this plate and then butter also. <laughs> Jesus. It's horrible. Um, when we get around to the graffiti, Kevin's going to start doing some push ups. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go pee real quick. <laughs> An alien abortion. Alien abortion. Alien abortion. Alien abortion. Alien abortion. Get this beast out of my belly. <sighs> Kevin Gelato begins doing push ups. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> 
how does Kevin do push-ups? <laughs> I look at Clarissa. It's how he keeps in shape. Yeah, and she's tapped you, and she's like, I think it's good that he's he's distracted for a minute. Come, can we talk for a second? Uh, uh sure, sure. So, like, you help him out? What's what's the nature of your... I mean, we help each other out, surely. Um, I, I guess you could say he uh, he's my he's my bodyguard? That's kind of the way I like to think of him. Your bodyguard. Yeah, I mean, look at me. I'm, I wouldn't do anything in a fight, and I do run my mouth from time to time, and I feel like uh, I feel like I should have some muscle there. He's in. He, he's always been by my side. I, I, I keep him around. All right. Yeah. Would you say you're friends? He would. Yeah. So yeah, Clarissa just allows that to be added to like how sad the world is. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like can't. All right. Can't think about that necessarily right now. Yeah, you look down at the ground to get away from that thought. Well, I look down at the ground and see him doing the push-ups, <laughs> and then I look back up, and he's like, "There's, there is one more thing I wanted to say. You know, when that waitress mentioned the dark brown paint, I, I saw your your eyes kind of sunk a little. Well, I just, do you know what gets dark brown when it dries? He's just seen the crime scene photos, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it sparks in his mind a little bit. Oh." Oh, yeah, that's blood. I'm going to go take a look at this graffiti. Could you keep him here doing push-ups? Do you think he could handle the side of that if he knew what it was? I think Elwood would think that he could handle it. Like, he clocked that guy in the back of the head in the uh, in my pre-story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I don't think he's immune to violence. Or, or, oh, I thought he jacked him off so well that he passed out. <laughs> <laughs> You said he whacked him real good. <laughs> he whacked him so good, dude. You said he's in his boxers on the floor. Uh-huh. Whacked him so good that he's down for five hours. Western style. If it was a big crusty cum stain on the wall, he would oh, handle it, but it's blood. He, I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. If it's a big crusty cum stain on the wall, <laughs> he could handle it. This is, this is blood. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think I misspoke. It, it, he, didn't, he didn't whack him, whack him. He, he, he whacked him. And at this time, you hear Kevin go, and a punch, and then he just gets up and walks over. <laughs> what did he say? And a bunch. <laughs> Kevin, hmm. can you stomach the side of blood? I made people bleed. Yes, yeah, yes. On and off the field. She takes a note of that as well and doesn't say anything. She's like, all right, um. Let's go investigate this graffiti. Yeah. Also, I don't even know what kind of EQ I'm going to have to use on Luke's voice for this for this group of episodes <laughs> to get that voice. It's not that it's it's not that you're speaking quietly. It's no. just that like I fully had to like parse it for a second in my language <laughs> center. It was like a, a Spanish person listening to Portuguese. Right. <laughs> like, oh no, we can make each other self understood, but I'm not going to like be fluently communicating with you. <laughs> So you guys turn the corner, just right around the corner of this restaurant. And basically, if you were driving on the street, you would be able to see this vandalism, this, we can say it, it's blood, it's blood, probably. Blood graffiti. <laughs> probably blood graffiti. <laughs> Justin hits some sweet, like, string rises here. Oh, yeah. It's get, as, as Agent Sparrow, like, shakily walks up to the wall and, and does a medicine roll to examine it. Yeah. 69. Oh! 
Nice. Whoa. Okay. 69. Hmm. I know the blood type. He, whose blood he knows this is. whose blood yeah. it is. <laughs> That's a, I was trying to think of a way that I could tell you whose blood it is. Uh, <laughs> they wrote the name above here. <laughs> right. This, 69. Kevin, Kevin just ordered dinner for two. And you guys are... Is there any cool meaning I might be... Like, I was... Trying to see if it was blood, but I do I grasp maybe the significance of this picture? Yeah, with the 69, I will tell you that that is an occult symbol. It is related to the Testament of New Flesh. Is that like even something I might have heard of before? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why you recognize it is you're like, shit, this is... Oh, Lord. This is the Testament of New Flesh, which is this like old idea that there were these chants that people could learn in this language called Aklo, which is a pre-human language that people talk about like it's this thing, like within the walls of Delta Green, you know, people might be talking about Aklo, some very like estranged professors who are not well respected at their specific universities, you know, these are the kind of people who, who talk about Testament of the New Flesh. It's cult worship of some sort of unknown deity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew a man. He was almost like a father to me. But he, he died on my first mission with this organization. But he spoke of things like this. He was interested in, in this group. He called it the Testament of New Flesh. And this is one of... It was crude. He didn't have a good drawing of it, but he showed me this symbol. Agent Sparrow, your phone starts ringing. Bring, bring. Unknown number. Bring, bring. Not, it doesn't say unknown. It has numbers there. It's 2016. It's 2016. I already don't want to answer phone calls that I get when I don't know the number at this point in time, but <laughs> this is my work phone, so I do. I, yeah. Hello. <laughs> Agent, Agent, Agent uh, Sparrow, right? Mr. Chase. Duchesne. Duchesne, yes. I... I am so scared. I, I just got... I got a voicemail. I got a voicemail from Chilton. It says I'm next. He's gonna kill me. He's gonna kill me. You hold on tight. We'll be right there. Thank you. He hangs up. Elwood, you call 911. You tell him to get right to his address, and then I directly call the detective. Elwood, Elwood's gonna pop in real quick. Uh, 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 what's going on? Mr. Duchesne... Just got a message. He says it's from Chilton. He says Chilton threatened him next. We gotta get there immediately, and I think we need all the help we can get. I I I, I worry that we should keep this in house uh, for the time being. And what if he shows up and does our kind of thing? But what if he shows up and the cops are already there and he doesn't? We could save this man's life. From my experience, that's not exactly what we're hired to do. We're supposed to keep the unnatural threat from civilian eyes. Well, she's going to try to persuade you. We know this unnatural threat is after his civilian eyes. They dig out the eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) You can give me a big disadvantage on that. That's not a good argument, but it's a funny argument. How do you combat a persuade? Humans, or you can roll persuade yourself. They're the same. <laughs> 40? 50. 50. 
Big old fail. She fails too. Who failed higher? Mine's a 98. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Mine's an 82. That'll do it. So you're not convinced, but you're... Yeah. Play ball. You don't yep. feel confident enough maybe to say no to her. Sure. In this situation. I like that. There's a pause and you, you we're looking at each other and she can just see you don't buy it. I have my reasons to believe that he could be important to this case. And you don't buy that either, but you can tell that she's going to go try to save him. Sure. Elwood does reluctantly call local PD. Yeah. You were, you, you were calling the detective, I right? was going to call the detective, yeah. but I, I was hoping you could call actual dispatch and just start the process of getting, you know, cop cars. Sure. While I'm going to specifically call some of these, like, people. The the players. Yeah. Yeah. Elwood is doing that. On the on the phone, he's just, he says, hey, it's Agent Boyd, and we have reason to believe that uh, the landlord, Duchesne, is in, uh, life is in jeopardy or something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And when Agent Sparrow calls in to the department and talks to Quinlan, uh, she can talk to Garza as well. Either way. I don't y- talk to Garza. Oh, you don't like Uncle Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> I did not care for Agent Garza. Yeah. Uh, Quinlan will tell you that when you tell her what happened, she says, let me check the phone records. And they got a ping. And yeah, they got a ping that Arvin Chilton's phone called Alexander Duchesne's phone. Cool. Detective Quinlan, I need you to gather anyone you have here with you from Newark, any of your associates. We haven't met Gambison yet. Please get them involved. You can tell Agent Garza or not. Gambison is out still. He must have taken a long lunch or got caught up doing something, but that he'll be back later. Can they see where that phone call was from? Geolocate. Oh, ping it? Yeah. Put it in a triangle. It was in Ocean City, <laughs> we yeah. can say. <laughs> so put it, put in, it a in a triangle. <laughs> you, you mean triangulate it, yeah. Uh-huh. Have they been able to triangulate the signal? Like on Netflix. <laughs> Put it in a triangle is a pretty good way to describe it. Put it in a triangle. (laughs) The call's coming from inside the town. (laughs) (laughs) We've got to hurry. When you arrive. In our Jagula. In your your fucked up what? Our Jagula. In our Jagula. In our Jagula. (laughs) What is that? Solve Delta Green. (laughs) Kill (laughs) scary Rob Zombie. And get there in the back of our Dragula. Oh, cool. You guys all know the thing. Dragula? <laughs> you would know. I think you would know. You don't know that it. song? Burn through the bitches and burn with the bitches and burn in the back of my Dragula. No, it's fun though. I like it. Wow. We'll play it for you later. Okay. It's like one of the opening parts of The Matrix. They're all dancing in a club to that song. Oh, for real? Yeah. Really? I haven't seen The Matrix in a long ass time. Yep. That's such a, that's so bizarre. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I kind of, I mean, like, that's, I could see like a goth dance club. That's kind of that what it in, is. Like, it, the late 90s. It's like, like yeah. industrial enough that yeah. that song oh, can it's hit the where masses. he goes down the rabbit hole. Yeah, he follows exactly. the white rat. Yeah, he follows the rabbit. Yep. Gotcha. We arrive there in our Jaguar. <laughs> that's right. And there are four squad cars already on the scene. There are some police officers in uniform standing around their cars, just kind of like talking to each other. You see that the door is open and there are a couple officers already speaking to Mr. Duchesne who waves his hands at the three of you when he sees you arrive. Kevin waves back at him. In Kevin's mind, he's like trying to put on the FBI character and he gets out of the car and goes up. So what's going on, boys? Oh, you're a big fella, aren't you? Hey, ha! <laughs> Uh-huh. Big guy. Uh-huh. Big guy in the FBI. The look on Kevin's face goes to a little bit of confusion and almost like, are they making fun of me? Yeah. 
Um, For sure we are. <laughs> what? I'm at FBI. Are you walking into the house? Yeah, she doesn't see this because she is like beelining for the door. I think Elwood would be kind of shuffling behind her, and when he gets toward Kevin, he just kind of pulls him along with him. Yeah, Kevin like picks up the front of one of the cruisers and kind of shoves it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like... <laughs> and like gives them a dirty look. Oh my god, they're both like freaking out, and you walk away, but when you turn back and look, one of them's on the other one's shoulders, and they're like, where's that guy? <laughs> oh man. Damn. Wow. A cab. <laughs> These cab. <laughs> These cops are bastards for sure. Oh. All right, and so you guys go. <laughs> what about you know humble public servants like John Lee Pettymore, you know? <laughs> <laughs> who never did a thing never wrong in his life? Never did a thing yeah. wrong. Diligent public employees like Keith Vigna. <laughs> you can go honestly wave off these officers who are currently talking to Duchesne because he clearly wants to talk to you as opposed to them. I need to speak with Mr. Duchesne alone for a moment, but can you brief me on what you found here in the time you've been on the scene? He leans in real close. I've been holding my nose the whole time without holding it with my hand because he smells really bad. Like this apartment smells horrible, and so does he. Did you determine anything about the nature of the threat? Oh, I listened to the voicemail. Do you want to hear it? Yes, please. Okay, so he'll he'll pull up Duchesne's phone and plays you a voicemail. And you just hear, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly in the voice of Arvin Chilton. We just established it, so. <laughs> <laughs> woo-hoo. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Arvin Chilton, and I'm possessed by dark mysteries. <laughs> I love Shakespeare. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's a really unsettling voicemail to hear. (laughs) I'm not changing it. That is the voicemail. Oh, wow. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) So chipper and casual about that threat. I would be alarmed too, Mr. Duchesne. I just... I I just... he, He wouldn't do it, I don't think, but... It, that's him. That's his voice. That's his voice, and he's saying it. It sounds like, yeah, he said point blank that he was going to do uh, it. I think he's going to do it. Did you make him mad? Uh, I didn't do anything. But what did you... You gotta do something. I didn't. Were you maybe supposed to get his book back to him a little sooner than you did? <sighs> yes. Maybe. I don't know. I doubt that's likely. You said you, he was given to you one to two days before he disappeared. That's right. That would be a very short amount of time to expect a book back. Also, I don't think it's worth murder. Do you? As a criminal profiler, I I have to tell you that what murderers consider worth murder is is not what you and I would expect. Damn, dude. That's intense, Agent Sparrow. Your life is in danger, but these officers are going to be here with you all night. How come you let it go for your voicemail? I I couldn't hear my phone. It was on vibrate. And I couldn't hear it. So for the first time, Agent Sparrow is going to call Agent Garza. Okay. And basically, she's just going to relay that, like, if you can coordinate with the local cops to give him round-the-clock protection for at least the next few days while we're in town. Okay. Sounds good. Did you try calling him back? Will you? Hey, big guy. Hmm. Will you stay with me? These guys, they got guns. They got whatever. They're cops, you know. They have guns, but... 
You, you're a big guy. I think you could definitely protect me. Kevin looks at Elwood. Elwood kind of steps between them. No, he's mine. I did what he says. Agent Sparrow's on the phone, but that gets an eyebrow raise from her. Uh-huh. Okay, well, could both of you stay? You could both stay upstairs, or you could stay in here. Anywhere, please. I just I'm so scared. What time, what time is it? It's getting later now. It's probably 5, 5.30. I think internally Elwood also would think, but it's not the worst idea. It'd be like staking out the place I think, all night. Yeah. So she does. She pulls you aside. And she's like, yeah, that was that was my thinking as well. And we've seen what whatever's out there can do to people. It wouldn't be such a bad idea to have the big fella around. Now, let's let him get some sleep, the big fella. You take first watch. I'm going to start reading as you like it. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I guess the cops are keeping watch. We've still got the uniformed police here. Why don't we encourage Kevin to take a little nap, sleep off those burgers? I've got his copy of As You Like It. I've just sent you a link to a free digital open source <laughs> copy of As You Like It. Why don't you read along and we can see if we can... You seem intelligent, even though you are very shifty and quite mean to your friend. I'll read it again if you think I need to, but I, I have read it. It's, it's, it's a thrilling tale. Since you're already so familiar with the text, I'd, I would just, I'd love it if you read it again with me. And I, I will be looking for maybe some overarching themes, but perhaps with your familiarity with the text, you could pick out some details that, that I might have missed that might be relevant. As they're having this conversation, I'm over with Chilton still. You're with Chilton? <laughs> He's here. <laughs> He's here. Oh, Kill shit. him. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> I, I am with Credits. Duchesne. <laughs> we did it. Hey! The Eastern Seaboard is safe. Uh, I'm <laughs> as they're talking as they're talking, I'm over with Duchesne. Yeah. Did you call him back and ask him why? No, I <laughs> as soon as I heard it, I I call, I call he points at Agent Sparrow. He's like, I call I called Agent Sparrow. Call him back. And see where he is. And ask him why. Agent Sparrow looks at you with, like, genuine shock on her eyes. Yeah, uh, that is a pretty good, yeah. We'd like to, everybody, 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 quiet down. Everybody quiet down. Mr. Duchesne, please, please redial that number. His finger shakes. Zach's rolling to see if his finger falls off. Wobbling. (laughs) As it goes to punch in the number a rotary of Arvin Chilton. He's going to roll for each number dialed because he <laughs> might misclick at any moment. Yep. <laughs> First number is good. Bad. Second number. Oh, got it wrong. <laughs> Until Zach rolls heads seven times in a row, <laughs> he's going to be getting one number wrong and we just got to sit here and play that out because <laughs> sometimes that's what role oh, playing is. Sorry, oh, that's, not, oh, sorry that's not it. <laughs> Let me try again. Right. Let me start over. Please. And he finally just goes to calls recent and then clicks on the name Arvin Chilton and Agent Sparrow, Kevin Gelato, Elwood Boyd, as well as these two police officers and Alexander Duchesne all here. Coming from the upstairs apartment. Oh, it's coming from the hills. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) 
Kevin looks at Elwood and looks at Clarissa and is like not sure why they have these expressions on their face, but he matches their expression quickly. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Feels like I'm on the last bend of the deep end, but the drowning's been just fine. And when my ears pop and the shell shock of this pit stop frees my mind. I'll be alright, I can go there now that I stare death in the face. I'll be alright, I can go there now that I've stared death in the face. Build it. 